The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Loss helps us define our lives. By allowing our grief to matter, we discover our own strengths and embrace our authentic selves. Welcome to Good Grief with your host, Cheryl Jones. Get ready to be inspired, to create a deeper life, to make your time on Earth much more meaningful. Now, here is Cheryl Jones. Hello. I'm Cheryl Jones, and I want to welcome you to Good Grief, where we talk each week about the transformations that can come from loss. Today, my guest is Chelsea Hansen. Chelsea is an author, grief educator, and founder of www.withsympathygifts.com, which is an online gift shop that helps his customers remember and honor the lives of loved ones with beautiful and lasting memorials. Chelsea's published works and grief support programs have been used by over 700 funeral homes across the country to provide comfort, hope, and inspiration to those who have lost loved ones. Because she has the unique combination of being heart-based and brilliant at business, owning two successful businesses and working in corporate banking, she can help spiritual businesses bloom in ways that feed the bottom line and authentic spirit as well as serve others by applying each business owner's exceptional gifts. Inspired by the loss of her parents, the underlying theme of her work is to help grievers and those supporting them make each day count by living purposeful lives in honor of those who've gone before us. Welcome, Chelsea. Thank you, Cheryl. Glad to be here with you and all your listeners. I'm very glad to have you. I, You know, I... Um, I love to uh, have guests who have done really diverse things with what they've learned from loss. And uh, I, I really like that you have a business that has come out of that, where, you know, because um, maybe it's not the first thing people would think about that a business, the profit business could come out of losses. So I'm really, I'm really happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you. And um, it is interesting, the the journey we go through after loss. Of course, we would never want it or wish it on anyone. But I think as you get farther down on your journey of healing, you know, there are gifts that come from loss. And I know people who are in the early stages of grieving cannot fathom that word, gifts come from loss. But later, I think they do after you begin to transcend the loss and look at the bigger picture and see the understanding it's had in your life. And I know in my case, I'm sure like just about every other griever, the loss does have a tremendous impact and it really opens up your authentic soul, allowing you to do things you normally wouldn't have or never dreamed of doing. And maybe uh, um, your courage, in a sense, to do what you really believe in as well. Did you find that for yourself? 
Yeah, I think what happens when we go through something so painful as loss, and what happened to me, I can briefly tell you, um, when I was really young, before my father had passed away, and it wasn't that detrimental to me at the time because I was young. I, You know, I didn't have a lot of memories, so I didn't feel the pain then. But my mother um, also lost her parents around a similar time along with her husband and my father. So she had about three deaths in a short amount of time. So she really hadn't talked about my father when I was growing up or my grandparents because I think it was just a little, I'm sure it was too painful and you don't want to upset your child and all that kind of stuff. But then later when I was 28, my mother had passed away. And that was tough because she was my family. I was already down one parent. So you think, well, what? What are the odds of losing another parent? You know, so I was never worried about my mom passing away. Mm. So so when it did happen, I was shocked, as everyone is, because you never expect anything bad to happen to you. You know, we think, oh, it always happens to someone else. Someone we, else, yes. Right, but that's, we know, you know, we know that's not the case. I think that's just our, how we like to protect ourselves. So when that did happen, I was devastated. And... I was just cracked, I think, wide open. Mm. So when you're cracked wide open, I think all your real feelings, all your true feelings, all your authentic feelings come through, like the stuff that we've buried. You know, and I was only 28, so that's not that old. But by 28, already you have a lot of the societal messages, all the conditioned um, thoughts and beliefs like, go to college, get a good job, you know, all those, save your money, you know, all those messages we pick up, which really are about safety rather than what our our true spirit wants to do. So for me, I guess, you know, when that moment happens, when you are cracked wide open, perhaps you, you can't act on it right then. But if you can remember all the feelings that are coming through, like what you really want to do with your life, what really matters, your priorities become very clear. And, you know, I understand we have to go through the grieving and healing process, you know, which takes a long time. So that's why I'm saying you might not be able to act in all those true feelings you have then. But if you can remember them, like what you really want to do, what's important, and then perhaps act on them at a later time when you're, you know, when your body's recovered, when you're emotion, more emotionally recovered. So the reason I say all this is um, I was at a job that I didn't like, you know, the typical thing, well-paying, looked good, but, you know, no fun. It didn't um, really... It didn't feed like, your soul, huh? Right, yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I think so many of us can be in positions like that. We don't realize... But it's maybe slowly killing our souls. So when the when loss occurs, you go through that transformation of, oh, right, this is what's really important to me. So long story short is that's how um, I got involved in running my own businesses because that was always something I was interested in. Mm-hmm. And about four years after my mom had passed away, I had opened a retail store, a gift and mortar store. And it was just something I was always interested in. It was such a healing experience. 
super scary, though, because here you're giving up that good job, that corporate job. I actually had used my mother's house um, as a mortgage to get funds to fund mm. the business, so that mm. was even more scary. But the thing I was glad about is I was able to take the action that was right to align myself with my true purpose, as scary as it was, and um, all that, you know, you are summing up all that courage. So I guess that is one of the gifts, again, if we want to use that word, that comes after loss. That can come. I'm I'm always come, uh, intent yes. on saying can come because sure. uh, I I sure, sure do want to support the fact of that and the possibility of that and not ever contribute to people feeling they should be there at any particular time. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, I've, yeah. I've interviewed people who felt that right away after a loss, and people who didn't feel it for a very long time. Sure. Uh, I'm sure you've encountered the same, yeah? Sure, yeah. And, you know, some people um, certainly will get stuck in their grief, and, and, you know, and I wish we didn't have to. And I think, too, sometimes we get stuck in our grief because we kind of like that pain because it keeps us closer to the person we lost. Because I know I was As if feeling pain is what now constitutes the relationship? Yeah, yeah, and, you know, and of course that's not good for you as the person, but you can, over time and over healing, you know, that pain will start to fade, and I think it's okay to let it go because your person you love, who's still with you in spirit, would want you to be happy, to go forward, to live on, and I think to live on in a good life, in memory of them and in honor of them. But I know it's easier said than done to go through all that pain and loss to get to that other side. And that's just, I guess, my wish for everyone, that everyone can get to that other side where they can have that appreciation for that person that you love. And that's still with you, again, just in a new and different way. Yeah, I don't know if this was true for you, but I felt that when I was, uh, when I came through the most painful part and I was then uh, more integrated about it, uh, my relationship with my wife who had died actually was able to change to a different form. And I I could feel connected in a new way instead of sort of feeling the connection we used to have. Um, what do you think about that? Did that happen for you? In any sense? Yeah, that absolutely happened for me. And again, I wish we could get all grievers to that point where you can understand you do have a new relationship. And I believe in communication or signs from your loved one because I've experienced them. But they didn't come, that, that healing didn't come to me until once I was through all the grief and pain. I guess I did have signs, but, you know, there was such fog around me that I mm. I couldn't notice anything. And um, and I think well, one of the books that I wrote, just a little gift book called Hello from Heaven, I did actually write that shortly after my mother had passed away. My mother had passed away right before Christmas. So I think I might have had a sense that 
that relationship does change, that communication is still there. So I had a little glimmer that that would happen, but it actually really didn't happen for me until about 10 years after my mother had passed away, and that's um, when I had my son, who's now eight. So my mom had died about 18 years ago. Mm-hmm. So it took me a, a long time to get to that place. And again, my wish is that people could get to that place sooner just to relieve that pain so they know that love is there, that love is everlasting, it's enduring. So yeah, sure. I'm totally with you, and I think that's the biggest healing thing, or that's one of the gifts people can get when they can make that connection you're referring to. Yeah, and... I do want to say as a, as a counselor, you know, since that's my, uh, day job, as it were, sure. that, um, knowing you can walk through pain, you know, I wouldn't actually want people to go around that part mm-hmm. because I think we learn a lot about how to handle living by realizing it's not going to undo us to feel pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm sure that you, know that you know you now know oh i can walk through pain um yeah i I hear you that it uh kind of not blocking that and letting it happen gets you through it possibly sooner uh you know but i do think the process is worthwhile do you do you agree with that Oh, certainly. Yeah, and I don't really think there's any way we can get around it because pretend someone blocks or tries to block it, you know, then all the other issues come up with whatever dysfunction that causes. Yeah, so I think if we really do want to get to the healing or to the other side of it, yeah, you do have to walk right through it. And I guess I was trying to get to the point that I wish I knew, like, I would have more of this connection with people who are passed away, or I could, you know, we could have those continuing bonds, because that's not, we're not taught that as a society. So had I known that aspect of it, I think that would have helped me tremendously. I didn't really get, understand this concept, like I said, till many years later. So Mm -hmm. I think that is a part that's missing in our grief education. You know, it's okay to still talk about the person. Sure. You know, have a picture of them out at Christmas, you know, set their place with a flower at Christmas, talk to their picture as you go by, you know, talk to them in your head. I mean, they were in your life for a super long time. So, of course, we can't cut off that relationship. But I I think that's what Western society almost teaches us or promotes because people are so death avoidant then the griever just doesn't know what to do. It's almost like they're alone if they don't know to seek help from you, a counselor, or from other people who have gone through it. So Absolutely. You brought up another interesting point I just want to make sure I, I talk about a little bit before we go to sure. break, which is um, you said uh, I wrote that the poem... Right away, I had some sense. And I think there's another mistake that we think that that place people are in when they first experience a loss is shock. But I have a feeling there's some kind of window often at that moment. Yeah. And then, and then we have to, being human, experience grief. But that's a place we can go back to later. Yeah, uh, that, that, I think that's a bit what you were talking about, wasn't it? Yeah, that's so neat that you say that. That just gave me chills. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's exactly what happens or can happen whether we know it or not. Um, so, yeah, that, that's probably what happened, and I just hadn't quite realized that connection was there, you know, because when you're yeah. new to it, yeah, and, and you're not, and again, you don't, you don't learn that that could be possible. So, yeah, I probably, you know, blew it off or uh, didn't believe it, you know, how our rational mind Sure, sure, and, so. and of course, early loss is about absence, so I can... You know, you have to do that work at some point, but I I have noticed that people seem to have some sense of what's beyond that early on that then they kind of leave for a while. Sure, sure. Or perhaps, um, you know, they might inadvertently be encouraged to or just by the people around them, you know. Sure, sure. Oh, my family's going to think I'm crazy because Uh I feel like this. You know, that's the common thing grievers say. Oh, am I going crazy? And we know, of course, you're not. You're grieving. Grieving. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to go to a break now, Chelsea. And when we come back, let's just continue because I think that's a, a really important thing. How do people around the griever support or not support? What does that look like? So let's let's talk about that when we come back. This is Good Grief. We'll be back in a minute. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a real, fact-based show about alternative and natural approaches to health? Listen for Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox. We're not about the latest health fads. We're about proven methods from real patients and real situations. Each week's show is an eye-opening look behind the scenes of real health. Live Healthy, Be Healthy can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. I'm your host, Cheryl Jones. You can find me at Voice America and at my website, www.weatheringgrief.com. 
Today I'm speaking with Chelsea Hansen, whose grief after the loss of her mother inspired the creation of her business with sympathy, with sympathy gifts to support others through loss. And what we were talking about, Chelsea, before the break was um, this kind of window that you were uh, that some people have when they experience right when they experience a loss that they often lose track of in the grief process that sense of connection and and what comes uh when, what comes out of what they're experiencing and you were saying that you feel that part of why it gets lost is the way that others around the grieving person respond to them can you say something more about that yeah, um, yeah, it actually makes me um, very sad to think of what so many grievers have to go through just because I don't think we have enough education in this area, again, you know, just because in the United States we're more of a, again, a death avoidant society. So what happens, I think the griever starts to pick up these messages to um, unhelpful messages, like to be strong. Mm-hmm. You should um, time to go forward. And they don't happen immediately, but soon, like within a couple of weeks after the funeral, everyone's back to normal, and then you're kind of stuck there. But the messages that I don't like, which people hear right away, are the at least messages, like at least the person had a long life. Mm-hmm. But you're like, no, I still want them to be with me. Sure. Yeah, at least they're in a better place. No, I don't think they are. I want them (laughs) to be here with me. And if they are, who cares? (laughs) Yeah, so, and I think because others are really uncomfortable around the topic, the griever isn't able to express freely what they'd like to say are freely what's on their mind, what they think is really happening or going on. So I think one of the keys is for that person to be able to find the good support right away. You know, and oftentimes that's not available just because the griever doesn't know what to do or hasn't been through the process before. You know, they might not know, oh, I should get a counselor who specializes in grief or, oh, I should find a grief support group. You know, we just, we just need more education, and by the lack of education, I think the person just, yeah, they're just not free to express their mind. Then they keep these messages in them, which, of course, when you're grieving, part of it is expression to get it out of you, and if you're not free to do so, of course, that stops the healing process or impedes it anyhow. Yeah. I noticed from just looking at your website and and the things you've written and things that have been written about you that you have a very strong spiritual perspective. And of course, people have all different ones, you know, you have yours. And I do think sometimes um, people use spiritual perspective to interrupt grief. Uh, So I'm appreciating that you're not, um, that you can have that strong sense of um, faith and still say, but we, we, ha- we do have to grieve because I, I have heard people kind of um, pretend we can skip that part if we have a strong belief. Did, that, did anyone have that idea with you? Well, um, 
I don't think anyone really gave me that idea, but um, that's because I felt quite isolated because um, I think people don't know what to say or do, so they, they'll leave you alone. Um, and if you don't know what to say or do to help someone, you could, you know, you can just be there with the person. You can just sit with them. You can just drop by. So, yeah, I didn't pick up that message, but only because um, I got a lot of unhelpful messages initially, and then the help stopped. But I think it would be very unrealistic to give someone that message because, yes, we do have to go through it because this is a person we love. We will continue to love them. They'll be in our life the rest, you know, they'll be with us the rest of our lives through their influence. So, yeah, I, I think that's just a painful message to give. Yes, yeah, yeah. they're in a, a better place. But <clears throat> right. I'm not. I'm in pain. I miss my person, you know. <laughs> they're not with me. That's the, right. that's the key point. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing that was really interesting that you said in the last segment was that you didn't really... I guess what I would say is you didn't really register the very, very early losses. You, you didn't really um, feel them when they happened so much. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and that's interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One is, you know, of course, development stops for no child. <laughs> you know, there's sort of this way if you have an early loss, you still have to keep growing up. And that takes priority. But I wonder, when your mother died, did those other losses come into it, or uh, did it stay pretty separate? Well, I'll tell you what's happened recently, and I'm 46, (laughs) so, you know, this is quite um, later. Um, You know, I have my son, who's eight, so my son has, he's like left-handed, he does things like I'm like why in the world would he get that characteristic it's my it's like my um history is a mystery you know because I don't know a lot about my father's side of the family in fact I know very little Mm. so that is really coming through now that I'm getting older I have all these questions and it's interesting in my 20s I didn't have those questions, <laughs> so huh. it must it must be coming with the aging process. So now I'm trying to reconnect to, like, some cousins I had, remember from when I was very little, and it actually is very painful to go through because I'm like, when I see my cousins in person, we haven't reunited, I'm sure I will be just a, a ball of tears, which, you know, of course, is borderline embarrassing, but natural, organic feelings. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and hopefully you've had enough practice now, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's, um, that fits with something I, I wonder about, too, in terms of how, you know, I'd say my wife died in 1995. I'd say what I experience most of the time about that loss is gratitude mm-hmm. for having having known her mm-hmm. and for everything that's come about from then forward. But every once in a while, there's there's some experience I have 
that makes me feel the loss of her again. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, it seems as if you're talking about that, like realizing all that your father was and where he came from and all that whole thing might make you feel the loss a little more. Yeah? Sure, yeah, because, um, you know, as Dr. Alan Wolfelt, Wolfelt says, those grief bursts we have, and I'm um, very similar to you. I lost my mom in 1996, so I'll have those grief bursts, like when my son was born, or just, I'll still have them occasionally, like you're saying, but, th- but those I'm used to. You know, of course, they lessened over the years. Now that we're so farther out years-wise since the loss, you feel that gratitude for the person in your life because you've transcended your loss, I think. Mm -hmm. But with my father's situation, it's different because I have not fully gone through the grieving process. I'm really just more in the beginnings of it. So all these 40 years later, so here's a prime example of how you cannot escape the process, you know? Yes. So, yeah, so yeah, it's really sucky. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's just, it's a different, a different experience, but unfortunately, it's there. So, now with my son, I've actually just come out with a new um, gift book, and it's called The Legacy Letter, and I'm sure you're familiar with the concept of legacy letter. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's just the message you want to leave behind for your loved ones in case something suddenly happens to you. In my dad's case, he um, had to go in for open-heart surgery and didn't come through the surgery. You know, and this was the 70s, so, you know, I'm sure the medicine or wasn't like it is now, the medical technology. So could you imagine if he would at least wrote me something, how much that would have meant? So now my work is taking it a little to the next level, preserving those legacies, because now I'm really more feeling the pangs of not knowing. You know, I've always kind of felt it, but it's just, like I said, gotten worse since it was older. And especially us who've gone through the grieving process, we know how important it is to leave those messages for our loved ones. Just, you know, those I love I love you messages, I forgive you, this is my wish for you, because um, that is so meaningful and it'll be I think it's helpful to the grieving process because you have less unsaid messages or things you're wondering about even my wife was sick for a long long time and even the things that she said to me at certain moments that gave me permission to go forward were so helpful Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, so, the, so I know what you're talking about. You know, just uh, she went out of her way specifically to um, because we knew she would die at some point mm-hmm. from her illness to tell me, you know, don't waste the love, marry again, you know, just give mm-hmm. me a sense that I would survive it and I would have a life. And that was very, very helpful during grief for sure. Um, so that's another, you know, another way that even things people just say to you uh, can be helpful that way. With, mm-hmm. uh, but, but the idea that they could actually make a document um, to, to help you forward is a very nice uh, idea. 
Yeah, and, and too, I wish for people, you know, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. Just take 10 minutes, write down what's on the top of your mind, file it away. Because, you know, I think we're so worried about things being perfect. This will be, be something for eternity. If you're afraid of the process, just write that message, save it, or better yet, tell the person today. But if you can't, you know, um, just take those 10 minutes, write down what's really in your heart, and then that person will have it for hopefully a long time from now, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I my mother's very ill right now, and my daughter, who's 34, asked her to write something in her own handwriting. She said, it doesn't have to be long, but I want to be able to look at your handwriting. And I thought that that wouldn't have occurred to me, but she's a very visual person, uh-huh. and it made so much sense. She wants to be able to connect with my mother through how her handwriting looks once oh. she dies. Um, that's awesome yeah yeah so uh, we won't finish with this before the break but maybe we can start and then and resume after the break Um, it sounds as if your mom because of her own pain didn't talk to you about the loss yeah that that she left you uh a bit alone with it, not on purpose, but, you know, sure, because right, of what yeah. she was going through. And I wonder, you know, first of all, whether whether you think looking back, you can't remember being for that well, probably, but do you sure. think that that might have been um, confused? You know, how do you think that was? And does that impact the way you talk about grief with your son? Well, yeah, it absolutely impacts how I talk to my son. Um, in my mother's case, um, mm, repeat the, the first part of your question about, oh, how it impacted me that she didn't talk about that it. That she didn't talk about it, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know what it is? It goes back to that mystery factor. You know, my mom could have shared stories about my dad, but she chose not to. So those stories help your kids or other people know about that person who's gone. So I didn't even have the stories. Yes. Um, so that, you know, is very unfortunate because I really don't even have a sense of what, like, my dad's personality was. I don't have any documents. I don't know what his signature looks like when you mentioned your daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just those little things you take for granted, like, that's why I said my son is left-handed. I don't know if my dad was right-handed or left-handed because no one in their family is left-handed. So I was just curious. Where did that <laughs> come from, huh? Left-handed. Um, so yeah, it's the little things like that. But with my son, I'm very careful to tell him stories, to talk about the grief process. Like if we have someone who's died, even you know, we've had deaths like my um. My husband's brother, you know, so I'm I'm careful to explain what's going on, even though he's so mm-hmm. little. So he's not afraid of it, so he understands. So, we, you know, sure. we still talk about the people. So, yeah, through that experience, you do things differently with your own family. <laughs> you know, yeah. you've learned. Yeah. Hey, it's time for our second break. So w- let's talk more about that when we come back. 
And listeners, take this time to email me or contact me through any of my social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+. My Pinterest page has some resources and inspirations, and my guests have a page also. And um, I'd love to hear from you about how the show affects you. Uh, some of my best guest suggestions are from listeners, so please be in touch. And you can find Chelsea at www.withsympathygifts.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready for a real, fact-based show about alternative and natural approaches to health? Listen for Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Drs. Jim and Janine Fox. We're not about the latest health fads. We're about proven methods from real patients and real situations. Each week's show is an eye-opening look behind the scenes of real health. Live Healthy, Be Healthy can be heard live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. To reach Cheryl or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Cheryl Jones at weatheringgrief.com. Now, back to Good Grief. Welcome back to Good Grief. My guest today is Chelsea Hansen, the owner of withsympathygifts.com. So... I, I'm, it's clear to me that in your personal life and your professional and business life, a big part of your message is let's talk about it. Let's, let's acknowledge it. Let's support it. Um, and that's, and you're doing that with your son and probably in other relationships too, I would guess, and with your business. So I wondered if you could go into a little more detail about what kinds of things you have available in your business on your web page? Sure. Um, and I think, well, one of the, I guess one of my tenets is I like tangible things to remind me of my loved one. So when someone, you know, when you go to the funeral, there's tons of beautiful flowers. After the funeral, the family contends. Like, what do we do with all these plants and flowers? So they divide them up, 
the flowers come to your house and the flowers die. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I just hated that aspect of it because, like, oh, now the flowers are dead, too. Another death, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that uh-huh. sounds very, you know, and I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person, so small things bother me. Um, so I just like the idea of something tangible to remind you of your loved one whether it's like a little candle you can light to remember them each day, whether you have their, you know, their photo with you doing one of your favorite things. Because right now I'm in my office and, you know, I have photos of my loved ones, both alive and deceased, little angels. So I just think it's so nice to give a gift that when someone passes away, a gift that I can look at and be like, oh, that reminds me of my mother or the person I love. And it also reminds me of the person who gave it to me that was so thoughtful and caring of them to give me this tangible, lasting gift. I like the word lasting, yes. you know, because when, when someone dies, that you're, everything's so fragile. So I like having something lasting to look at. So it's just my little way of comforting people so they have lasting comfort by giving a gift that's lasting. So in, um, after my mother had passed away, I had started my brick-and-mortar gift store, and that had a lot of home decor, seasonal stuff, super fun. But by having the, the With Sympathy gifts store, that allowed me to get closer to my purpose by helping people with the, in this tangible way. But then also on the website, we have an, a library from Dr. Ellen Wolfelt. There's about 50 grief support articles. We have um, a grief relief one-on-one kit. If you put your email in on our homepage, we'll send you that. But what I like about that is there's a lot of information in there that you can share with other people. Like if someone in your life isn't supporting you, isn't talking about it, this little guide we have really is for them to help you, like what to say, what not to say, mm-hmm. how they can help. So just really basic tips. But these basic tips are things people just, like I said, aren't educated on. So, you know, we're trying to do the education piece as well. And then, of course, through our work with the funeral homes, we have 365 days of grief support where the griever gets a message every day to help them. And, again, we try to give really tangible, useful ideas um, to help the person through. There's a lot in what you just said, and the first thing that that struck me is um, a, a very familiar idea that when people don't know what to say, uh, they either say something uninformed or or they say nothing at all. Sure, uh, <laughs> you know, and the nothing at all, in a way, is more painful mm-hmm. um, because it almost gives the impression they don't realize what you're going through. But, sure, I, sure. but I think it's often they just don't know how to respond to it. Sure. Um, so the idea I, that you, you have a nice little clear cut, say this, don't say this, you know, sounds very helpful to me. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, it almost sounds ridiculous that we have to have such a thing, but I think it is necessary because you can prevent a lot of pain, like you can say, oh, you know, we're going to miss your mom also, or we're going to miss Mary very much. You're not alone. We're here for you. I cannot imagine how you must feel. Or you can even say, I don't know what to say. I'm I'm just very sorry for your loss. 
you know, just things like that versus that, the least things that we had mentioned earlier. So, yeah, I think it is helpful. And I think it's helpful for the griever just to hand this little guide over. So, here, this will help. Because I know, for example, my husband's I know you don't know what to do. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a guide. Please read it. (laughs) Yeah, Uh exactly. Um, Yeah. and And then this idea that funeral homes are actively engaged in trying to support grief. I really think that's a fairly obvious there. There must have always been funeral directors that realized that there was a connection between their work and grief. But the idea that they would actively be participating in supporting grievers, I find really exciting. Yeah, is that an is that an organized effort, or is it just individual funeral homes come across? come across your work and and share it? Well, um, what happened in our case, we had partnered with a technology company. So the technology company had has a lot of funeral homes as clients through their websites. So then we could offer these web-based solutions so it was easy for the funeral home. So I think it was more an impetus through myself and the technology company, say, here, look what you can give to your people, you know, and it would really help them. Because I think what happens is the the griever, the first person they see is their funeral director. So Mm -hmm. I think it would be so helpful if the funeral director, if they don't even, you know, if they can't offer grief support, at least say, okay, here are some resources, you know, in your community, here's this group, this group, this group, you know, because... They're their first contact of, okay, now what do I do? Yeah, and that's that's such an awkward first contact because they're selling you something at a vulnerable time. So the idea that they could also be acknowledging your loss and your grief seems very um, powerful to me in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that that could be a part of what you experience when you're in that moment yeah because they have the power to set the person on the right course like here's again the grief support groups in our area here's a local counselor who specializes in grief and the reason I keep mentioning specializes in grief is because if a counselor doesn't have training in grief they might not be able to help you the best they can because I just had an experience going to a general counselor or therapist, and it wasn't helpful. <laughs> yeah, mean, you know. well, that's it's interesting you say that because I've, I've developed a continuing education program out where I am. Uh, I work with a place called the Women's Cancer Resource Center, and we just developed a continuing education program to train therapists in dealing with illness, cancer in particular, but any illness and loss because of that very fact that um, it is a it is a particular kind of work. So I know what you're talking about. And in general, if people haven't had the experience and they haven't had special training, they won't quite get it, even though they're very trained to listen. Is that what you experienced? The person didn't quite get it? Yes, absolutely. That's what I had experienced. The um, counselor was able to listen to me 
but she wasn't able to offer me any guidance. And I think someone who's been properly trained and been through the process of loss can give you some guidance of, of what maybe you'll what maybe to expect. Granted, everyone's brief experience is different, but there are some similarities that could be shared with the client to make Absolutely. them understand, yes, you're not going crazy like we talked right. about before. Right. So, yeah, kudos to you for um, developing such an important training program or education program. Oh, thank you. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. I cannot let you get away, Chelsea, without reading one of your poems. It's a little long for what I usually put on, but I really want people to hear the voice that you have in your work. So could you read that poem that you wrote right when your mother died? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, And again, I guess it just gave us that glimpse into the other world, let's say. Um, And it says, To My Dearest Family some things I'd like to say. First of all, to let you know that I arrived okay. I'm writing this from heaven, where I dwell with God above, where there are no more tears or sadness, there's just eternal love. Please don't be unhappy just because I'm out of sight. Remember that I'm with you every morning, noon, and night. That day I had to leave you when my life on earth earth was through, God picked me up and hugged me and he said, I welcome you. It's good to have you back again. You were missed while you were gone. For your dearest family, they'll be here later on. I need you here so badly as part of my big plan. There's so much that we have to do to help our mortal man. Then God gave me a list of things he wished for me to do, and most of my list is to watch and care for you. And I will be beside you every day and week and year. And when you're sad... I'm standing there to wipe away the tears. And when you lie in bed at night, the day's chores put to flight, God and I are closest to you in the middle of the night. When I think of my life on earth and all those loving years, because you're only human, they're bound to bring you some tears. Please do not be afraid to cry. It does relieve the pain. Remember, there would be no flowers unless there was some rain. I wish that I could tell you all that God has planned, but one thing is for certain. Though my life is over, I'm closer to you now than I was ever before. And to my many friends, trust God knows what's best. I'm still not far away from you. I'm just beyond the crest. There are rocky roads ahead of you and many hills to climb, but together we can do it, taking one day at a time. It was my philosophy. It was always my philosophy, and I'd like it for you, too, as you give unto the world so the world will give to you. If you can help somebody who's in sorrow and pain, then you can say to God at night, my day was not in vain. And now I'm content that my life was worthwhile, knowing I passed along the way I made somebody smile. So if you meet somebody who's down and feeling low, just lend a hand to pick them up as on your way you go. When you're walking down the street and you've got me on your mind, I'm walking in your footsteps only half a step behind. And when you feel that gentle breeze or wind upon your face, that's me giving you a great big hug or just a soft embrace. And when it's time for you to go from that body to be free, remember you're not going, you're coming here to me. And I will always love you 
from that land up above will be in the will be in touch again soon. Yes, God sends His love. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me today. I've I've enjoyed the conversation a lot. Listeners can find you at with uh, with sympathygifts.com anywhere else they ought to look? Well, if you're on with sympathygifts.com, you'll see all our um, connections to social media. We have a lot of great information on Pinterest. We have our blog, and then we'll also, of course, we're on Facebook with a lot of inspirational help, we think. so. Great. I'm sure some listeners out there will be looking. I want to tell the listeners a little bit about my next show. I'll be welcoming Britta Aragon. Just by happenstance, also has a business. Uh, she sk- she sells um, uh, skincare products for uh, and and most particularly for people who are going through chemotherapy. Um, an online business, and she has written a book called when, Can- when Cancer Hits about how to take care of your body when you're going through cancer. That came out of her uh, cancer as a teenager and her father's eight years with cancer before he died. This has been Good Grief with Cheryl Jones. I look forward to being with you again next week for another meaningful conversation. Thank you so much for joining us for Good Grief. Please come back next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Cheryl Jones, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a meaningful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.